We're all busy with 87 things to do on our to-do list at the top of the week and constant interruptions and notifications. We can find ourselves overwhelmed all too easily. It's why an app like Calm has been downloaded by over 75 million people since 2020. When we go faster than normal, as Peter Shankman's book and podcast remind those of us with ADHD, that pace means that sometimes we miss the details. But if we slow down, reflect, take the time to notice things, well, that's a leadership trait worth exploring. Today, on Timeless Leadership. This is Timeless Leadership, where we explore the values and principles that drive extraordinary leaders. We look for the timeless virtues that are just as relevant in the 21st century as they were in the first century. Universal truths that will help make us better versions of ourselves. I'm Scott Monty. Welcome to Timeless Leadership. In my job as an executive coach, I work with leaders who are grappling with change. Maybe it's their first time in an executive position, or they need to figure out how to better communicate with their team or their leaders, or they just need somebody who's experienced life as an executive before, someone who's been in the room where it happened. If that sounds like you or someone you know, then let's talk. Reach out to me at timeless at scottmonte.com and we can see how I can help you. And I hope you're subscribed to the Timeless and Timely newsletter. That's where I help curious lifelong learners every week find answers for today's challenges in stories from the past. And speaking of the past, let's go to Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, who wrote The Little Prince. In that book, he wrote, What is essential is invisible to the eye. We're surrounded by the invisible every day. Things that we can't see. Things both wondrous and terrifying, sometimes simultaneously. Consider all the things that we can't see. Atoms, air, time, space, viruses. I could go on, but those are already heady issues. Did you know that only 5% of the universe is observable matter? That's a powerful reminder of this simple fact. Just because something isn't observed doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Ancient astronomers inferred the existence of stars and planets without directly seeing them. They observed how other heavenly bodies moved around them. And the absence of something can be just as meaningful as the presence of it. It's a matter of where we put our attention. Is there any other point to which you wish to draw my attention, Mr. Holmes? to the curious incident of the dog in the night time. But the dog did nothing in the night time. That is the curious incident. That clip is from a Sherlock Holmes story called Silver Blaze. It's about a racehorse that went missing. 
Sherlock Holmes knew that it was an inside job because the dog at the stable didn't react to whomever took the horse. It was his attention to details. No one told him they heard a dog barking. And that absence of that barking dog is what allowed him to make the conclusion that he did. Namely, that the dog was familiar with the person who took the horse. In that same story, he found evidence of a candle that had been lit in the pasture. The inspector who was working with him said, I cannot think how I came to overlook it. And Holmes said, It was invisible, buried in the mud. I only saw it because I was looking for it. We see what we train ourselves to see. Our senses are heightened when we want to be aware of something. Otherwise, it's easy to just walk around oblivious to everything that's happening around us. Take the concept of emotional intelligence, or EQ. A significant part of EQ involves self-awareness, or being able to step back and take an objective look at your behavior, emotions, reactions, and learn from it. It takes reflection. If you were asked to reflect on your values, you think you could do it? I'd say you could. But can you see your values? Those things that are held deeply in your heart and in your mind? Probably not. But the way you lead your team or live your life should be a natural expression of those values. The words you choose, the actions that you take over the course of days, weeks, even years... Let's paint a portrait of who you are and what you stand for. Whether you're an executive or a parent, your actions alone aren't enough for people to understand your motives and values. You need to talk about the things you believe in and share them with your team or your kids as to why you do what you do. It's only through bringing those invisible elements to the surface that we can better understand who we are. Fred Rogers, that's right, Mr. Rogers, used to say, Anything that's human is mentionable, and anything that is mentionable can be more manageable. When we talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, less upsetting, and less scary. The people we trust with that important talk can help us know that we are not alone. At the same time, we can use our emotional intelligence to discern when we need to remain silent versus when we need to speak up. Let me tell you about two anecdotes that are related to this that bring a smile to my face. The first is from Art Mandarola, who was an elderly figure from my childhood. My parents were friends with Art and his wife, Anne, and they were of my grandparents' generation. And in many ways, they were like surrogate parents to my parents. But one Saturday afternoon following four o'clock mass, the favorite church service of the elderly set, got to get to those blue plate specials at the restaurants early. As we were standing and chatting with the Mandarolas, I put a question to Mr. Mandarola. Now, as a preface, I should note that my mom has a habit of pronouncing certain words as contractions. She says, please, bloons, 
garage. So after a bit of good-natured ribbing, I decided to let Mr. Mandarola be our King Solomon, and boy, <laughs> did he deliver. Mr. Mandarola, I asked, do you say cement or cement? One of my mom's favorites. And without hesitating for even one instant, he replied, I say concrete. Now, that was the ultimate lesson in diplomacy. It's possible to say volumes without saying much at all, and in particular by avoiding hurting someone else's feelings. Another anecdote about omission is from Christopher Morley's introduction to the 1930 edition of The Complete Sherlock Holmes. He wanted people to understand the values of the author who brought us that fictional, immortal detective. And he wrote the following. Doyle himself must have been a singularly lovable man. There's an anecdote in Memories and Adventures, that's Doyle's autobiography, that reveals very clearly the fine instinct of delicacy in his massive personality. He was visiting George Meredith in the latter's old age, and they were walking up a steep path to the little summer house Meredith used for writing. In Doyle's own words, The nervous complaint from which he suffered caused him to fall down occasionally. As we walked up the narrow path, I heard him fall behind me, but judged from the sound that it was a mere slither and could not have hurt him. Therefore, I walked on as if I heard nothing. He was a fiercely proud old man, and my instincts told me that his humiliation in being helped up would be far greater than any relief I could give him. Morley continues, I can think of no truer revelation of a gentleman than that. The actions we don't take speak just as loudly as the actions we do. But in order to make a decision, as Doyle did, to preserve a man's dignity, it took empathy. And for members of our Ampersand Guild, that's the paid tier of membership at Timeless and Timely, we've got a link to an essay and a lot of resources about empathy. You can look for that in the show notes. Empathy is part of emotional intelligence, which I mentioned before. The ability not only to understand your own emotions, but to understand the feelings of the people around you. It can be difficult when feelings aren't expressed, and even more difficult when you're indifferent. That quote before from The Little Prince about what's essential is invisible to the eye, that's a quote many people are familiar with, but they don't often use the entire quote from the book. Here's the whole thing in context. Here is my secret. It is very simple. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. With the heart. That's how empathy and emotional intelligence work. We need to think and see with our hearts as well as with our eyes and our mind. And if you're looking for the right things, well, you can probably see what others might not. 
things that historian David McCullough noticed about presidents. It has to do with aspects of individual personality for which there are no ready measurements. The integrity of Washington, Lincoln's depth of soul, the charm of Kennedy at a press conference or Ronald Reagan in front of a television camera in almost any circumstance. According to McCullough, Harry Truman didn't see him as the chief spokesman, but as someone who had to make some difficult and far-reaching decisions, the most difficult and far-reaching of any president. If not brilliant or eloquent, McCullough wrote, he was courageous and principled. The invisible something he brought to the office was character. And sometimes that's what we need from our leaders, a feeling that they're driven by something bigger than themselves and are in the service to it and to others. Many things we can't see are essential, but that doesn't mean they're unable to be seen. The question is where you put your focus. I've got links in the show notes for the sources of this episode and additional reading that you might want to check out. So hit that subscribe or follow button and share this with people you think could get some value from it. Until we meet again, don't forget that whenever you inspire someone to learn more, dream more, do more, and become more, you're showing them the values of a timeless leader. I'm Scott Monty. There's so much to learn. <laughs>